You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, welcome to MLB.com Extras. Today we are talking Pirates baseball and we bring in Adam Barry of MLB.com who very brilliantly covers the Pirates for us. Uh, the face of the franchise no longer in Pittsburgh. Other moves could be on the way potentially, Adam. Teams are still interested in trading for Josh Harrison. So what would the Pirates expect in return because he is obviously you know, one of their big pieces they have left? Yeah, I think the most interesting a rumor that sort of emerged lately about Harrison is uh, coming from the Mets. Uh, they obviously have a need in the infield, uh, and they seem to want a versatile guy. Uh, Harrison would answer a lot of their questions at second and third base. And then we've seen uh, from various reports, uh, specifically from Ken Rosenthal, that the Pirates are interested in Brandon Nimmo, uh, the young outfielder uh, who made his debut in 2016, played last year. He's a high on base guy. He's young. He's a former first-round pick. He does a lot of things uh, the Pirates typically like. And coincidentally, they have a really big hole in the outfield right now because uh, they no longer have Andrew McCutcheon. So Nimmo is a potentially interesting fit. Uh, you would think somebody like Clint Frazier if the Yankees were really desperate for somebody like Harrison, but I don't think Harrison for Frazier would probably get it done. Um, but I think at this point they're probably going to look for the same kind of things they have been you know, throughout the offseason in the Cole and McCutcheon deals, which is – young, you know, mostly major league ready talent um, because they don't view this as a rebuild. They think they're retooling, which is to say that they could come back and, you know, maybe compete this year and contend next year. So I I don't think they're going to look for necessarily low level young prospects, you know, if they are going to trade Harrison. And I don't necessarily think it's a guarantee that they do. And I would suspect they're going to set a pretty high bar uh, for somebody that's going to help them immediately and then very much so in the near, uh, you know, and sort of long-term future because, uh, you know, Harrison, they, they like him a lot. They think that years of control really matter. Uh, he's under contract next season with two club options. He can play a lot of positions. He was their most valuable player by wins above replacement last season. So they're certainly not just going to give him away. I don't think they're in any sort of rush, um, but there are uh, some fits out there potentially that could you know, help them uh, fill immediate needs uh, while also benefiting them in the future if they do decide to move them. So they, if they do move Josh Harrison, who on the team do they have that can step up and fill that role there at second base? Yeah, I think they might be more comfortable with Adam Frazier at second base than they would be putting him in the outfield, which is where right now he would probably line up in left field on opening day. Um, but they could move Frazier into second base where he's played a lot in the minors and has spent some time in the majors, so he still has some work to do defensively. Sean Rodriguez is back. You know, they traded for him in August, so they could maybe platoon or split time with Frazier at second base. They also have Max Moroff, uh, who made his debut in 2016, spent a little bit more time, struggled initially in the majors last season, and looked a little bit better uh, offensively in the second half. And they really like his defense, even if it's just sort of as a utility infield type, second base, and shortstop. So those three guys would make a lot of sense right away. Uh, you know, there is, there's also still a ton of free agents still available. So, you know, if they do trade Harrison, then you're looking at a payroll that's been cut by about $30 million. So they would definitely have some money to spend if they felt so inclined. Uh, they have not been active at all in the free agent market so far. But, 
Again, still a lot of names out there. And then sort of thinking more long-term, they have Kevin Kramer, uh, one of their top prospects. I think he was MLB Pipeline's uh, 10th-ranked second-base prospect. He could be in AAA this season. He's been a high-average, high-on-base guy, showed a lot more power in AA last year. Uh, so he would be a potentially interesting sort of, you know, maybe 2019 guy or 2020 who could eventually fill that role if they wanted sort of a short-term stopgap option here this year or potentially even next year. You mentioned the fact that they could have a little bit of wiggle room and, uh, you know, salary-wise go get somebody on the free agent market. Because it's such a bizarre, uh, you know, offseason and uh, free agent market right now, I feel like any team is capable of doing anything. Uh, who would you think could, on the free agent market, fill that spot right now? Yeah, it's hard to say at second base just because they still have Harrison. Obviously, Pittsburgh would love to see Neil Walker come back because he's from here and people love that. And he's also still a very good offensive player. I know, you know, he was the Pirates kind of used him as a platoon guy toward the end here and they didn't necessarily uh, think he was their best defensive option. But Neil Walker's still a very good player. Somebody like Eduardo Nunez, who they had interest in uh, last year at the trade deadline, could potentially be a fit. And then right now, though, as they're currently set up, there's that big hole in the outfield, and there's just a ton of veteran sort of guys that you could get on a one-year deal that might be able to bounce back, and you know they could hold a place for top prospect Austin Meadows until he's ready in the middle of the season, or you know you could flip them at the trade deadline if they're succeeding, but you fall out of contention. Somebody like Carlos Gonzalez, I've said in the past, makes a ton of sense to me because he has that really high ceiling. You know they could have some payroll space where they could give him sort of a, a high-value one-year deal, and just sort of let him go see what he has. You know, he was really good in September. He would make some sense there. Somebody like John Jay, even, um, trying to think Gerard Dyson's still out there, if they wanted to fill the outfield spot. Now if they trade Harrison for a young outfielder, then maybe you look to fill the second-base spot. Or it's entirely possible, you know, if they're really invested in sort of seeing what they have uh, to evaluate for the future, they might not fill any of those spots and just roll with what they have internally. But like you said, there's just so many guys out there looking for a job right now that if they truly do intend to contend next season or at least to be competitive, there's a lot of sort of marginal value to be found out there that they could add to the team. And they've done it in the past uh, when they went out and they signed David Freeze for he was one year and three million uh, in spring training about the middle of March 2016. So, and that was in a year where they already had sort of maxed out what they felt was their payroll uh, capability. So they've done it in the past. I think there's going to be so many guys out there this spring, maybe even once the regular season starts, that they could be opportunistic if they feel so inclined with this massive free agent class. Yeah, it's going to be pretty crazy when this market breaks wide open and uh, I demand more money because I'm going to be working double time. It's going to be pretty crazy. Uh, the Pirates <laughs> picked up another left-handed relief option uh, earlier this week, getting Josh Smoker from the Mets. What does that mean for their pen? Yeah, I don't know if it's sort of a like a major league opening day type move. Smoker obviously spent a lot of time with the Mets the last two years. Uh, throws really hard, has good stuff, high strikeout totals, but he struggled with walks and, and home runs in the past, uh, especially last year. That's the kind of guy that Ray Searge, the pitching coach, has had a lot of success with, you know, guys who have raw stuff but haven't really put it all together. So there's a shot that he could make the opening day bullpen. You know, they don't have really a, an experienced left-hander on the 40-man roster aside from Felipe Rivero, who's the closer. Uh, my guess is that Stephen Brault gets that other left-handed job in the bullpen. But, you know, if Smoker comes out and has a really good spring, I would think that he's the kind of guy who could lock down a spot at some point. Uh, you know, I, I think it adds another option 
it makes some sense just in the sense that they had an open 40-man roster spot and Nick Turley, uh, a reliever who probably would have started the season in, in AAA, was suspended 80 games for a performance-enhancing su- substance. So they had a spot. They wanted a lefty. Uh, they like some of the indicators they've seen with Smoker, specifically the velocity and the fact that he's experienced but has major league, you know, minor league options remaining. Uh, so I think it's just kind of an interesting depth move where they can cover themselves a little bit if something does go wrong or you know, they really like what they see in spring training. All right, with the Garrett Cole and Andrew McCutcheon trades, Pirates really now have a revamped farm system. Uh, they uh, got a couple guys who fell on MLB Pipeline's list, and it was pretty interesting to see uh, some guys literally who fell, unfortunately, and some guys who are just on the list. Give me two guys, though, who fans should be pretty excited to see and who are going to be big impact guys in the future for this team. Yeah, I think Mitch Keller is the obvious one. He's the one who climbed up the list. I believe he's in the top 20 now. Uh, some scouts believe he could be a top-of-the-rotation type guy, potentially a number two starter. He's most likely going to begin this season in double-A where he ended last year. That could put him on a pretty aggressive track to the majors by September, but more likely he's going to be a 2019 guy. But that makes the rotation a little bit more, more interesting when you could have him up there with Tyone and see what Tyler Glass now turns into, and then you have a lot of mid- and back-end rotation depth that they could potentially move around and and flip and try to add to the roster or their bullpen in other ways. So Keller's a really interesting guy. The Pirates love his makeup. They love what they've seen. He's put up numbers everywhere he's gone. Uh, So he's a really interesting guy to keep an eye on, and I think Pirates fans will as he's now their top-ranked prospect. Austin Meadows is the guy that you mentioned that fell uh, in the rankings. He still has so much talent uh, just in terms of potential and athleticism, and when he's been healthy and on the field, he's produced. And the only question about him now is that he's been injured so much of the last few years, really since he was drafted in the top 10 in 2013. So, you know, if he can't, the question really is, can he stay on the field? And then with some of the struggles he had to start last year in AAA, how is he going to perform against higher-level pitching? And I think he's got to answer a lot of those questions right now, which is why you don't pencil him in for the opening day roster. You say, all right, maybe June, see where he's at, see if he's proven himself. Uh, see if he stayed healthy because, you know, the, the idea for the last however many years has been that Meadows would be Andrew McCutcheon's long-term replacement. And when McCutcheon left, you just plug in Meadows alongside Marte and Polanco, and you just still have a great outfield, still have three high-level players that you can kind of build around. But Meadows' recent injuries and some of the performance last year have drawn that into question, which is why, uh, to bring it back to what we discussed earlier, somebody like Brandon Nimmo might make sense. You know, then you have four outfielders, and if somebody doesn't quite pan out, you have some depth, or one of those guys becomes a fourth outfielder, and there's no such thing as you know having too much talent. So Meadows, they still have a lot of hope for him, but uh, there have been some questions, which is why I think you saw him fall down the, the top 100 list, like you mentioned. All right. A lot of excitement, uh, I guess, in the future for this team, but uh, I'm really excited for this season too, man. Just a couple of weeks away before pitchers and catchers report. That's going to do it for us here on MLB.com Extras, our Pirates edition. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you.